Welcome to Gain That Tune. It's Game That Tune, and we are back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington, here. We've got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. we got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got the king of the show, the August Absurdity Champion, David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. Game That Tune in the house for episode... <laughs> episode 307 in the house. And my goodness, guys, what a sucky show this is going to be. If you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we do is listen to video game tunes. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We goof off. We have a lot of fun. We swallow bugs. The winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the Suck King, Jesse Moore. And Jesse gets to explain the theme for tonight's episode. Tonight's episode is... Games that suck, and yes. not in a negative way. I mean, a physical suction or uh, some kind of black hole situation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I don't. It, you know. I guess we should have looked it up. It, you know, is suction is it a scientific property or are we just you know? What, what is? How do you define suction? What is? Well, like you know, a vacuum can suck things up. Um, you know, suction cups would work. You know, maybe like when you suck on a straw, if you got like some kind of game where there's like straw sucking going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's some adult games that have, have sucking involved. Um, there's all sorts of different kind of sucking. Yeah, uh, some sort of game mechanic which draws one object towards another, possibly through the use of, um, you know, O-shaped lips. I don't know. We'll just uh, we'll see how it goes. I think they all involve a difference in air pressure, right? That's what creates a sucking effect. Is Thank you, Johnny. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> we didn't really look up, like, the, you know, does it have to involve a vacuum in order no, to suck? No, no it, any kind of suck, you know. Well, I mean, scientifically a vacuum. Like, I'm not saying, you know, I could create oh, a vacuum with oh, my mouth. Oh, yeah, I see what but, you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. kind of vacuum, you know. Right, um, I was famous for that in high school. <laughs> like, if you think about it, you know how an airplane was going through the air, the as the air moves over the top of the wing it moves faster than the air on the bottom and that creates lift or as I like to call it reverse suck like is the airplane being lifted in the air or is it being sucked into the air exactly Ooh. I just want to ask if suction is involved with air pressure how much air is there in space with a black hole there's none but it's a singularity that pulls everything into it yeah so it kind of we sucks just assume into it. that yeah existence kind of sucks <laughs> and therefore it's suction that is at the center of a black hole uh, you know it's it's one of the defining scientific uh, characteristics of mere existence um yeah the succularity yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> can we please uh, use that as the episode title <laughs> yes yes we can that was quick um but yeah so games with sucking um it's uh i think the episode's gonna be great quite frankly um you know no uh i i think that we've all chosen some great games games that uh you know uh, again 
like kind of conversely going with the uh, theme the 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 games they suck the tunes i'm hoping they don't suck so um we just uh we gotta jump into it we got five fantastic games we got a great fan request and johnny let's uh you know let's turn this thing on man let's uh let's, let's start the you know suck a computer or whatever we got game one it's just the normal computer <laughs> Um, sessions of this game have a soft time limit of 15 to 30 minutes uh, depending on or 15 or 30 minutes depending on the stage <coughs> after the time limit the stage is cleared of all enemies and a final tremendously strong enemy named death will spawn um, 
One additional death will appear every consecutive minute thereafter to ensure the player's eventual demise. Alright, suckers, what do you got? Um, let's see, Johnny says that Kirby Big Mouth mode game, that's incorrect. <laughs> uh, jo John says suck my kiss, that's also incorrect. And David says clean up 3D, that is also incorrect. This is Vampire Survivors. Yes, Vampire Survivors, which um, I've been playing since it came oh, since uh, it came to Game Pass, and uh, this is uh, I have to give a shout out to um, our newest uh, what uh, Patreon tier uh, subscriber. It is um, the Game Pass Sugar Guardian, and uh, that goes to Kerrigan. Um, who, I gotta say, has been a delight ever since they've joined our community. And uh, I want to I do something real quick. This is, you know, when you get one of these special shout-outs, you get a special shout-out from, from Jesse. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> and so, so I want to show you oh, everyone something. This is, this is the controller that I use to play uh, my PC games. So any PC Game Pass game, this is a controller. So Kerrigan... I want you to put your hand up to the screen. And now it's like, and, and with your hand to the screen, close your eyes and know that every time I'm touching this controller that we are touching. And it's not in a weird way. No, it's, it's <laughs> like, it's like, you know, when you put your hand on, on the shoulder of a friend and you're like, hey, how you doing in that game? Are you winning? You know, you like you do with your friends. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was thinking like when you visit someone in prison. No. If you right. the glass. <laughs> kind of, well, in this situation, yeah, this is that situation. Yeah. But 
I just want yeah, you to now know, expose Kerrigan. your breast to the glass. <laughs> Kerrigan, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And, uh, you don't so, have to go that all out every time you thank them. Just no, for the record. I'm going to. Yeah. That's that's I, the Jesse no, I promise. appreciate it. It's great. Yeah, that's uh, that's why they pay the big bucks. Not just so Jesse gets to play Game Pass games, but so you can also flatter them on air. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so this Vampire Survivors, then I'm assuming, dude, this game's on Game Pass. Yes, and it rules. This okay. This game is interchangeable currently with my game of the year right now. Like it's either like. Some days I'm like, yeah, it's probably still Elden Ring. But then some days I'm like, Vampire Survivors, man. <sighs> this game is um, is is part of a new genre that's popping up, um, which it doesn't really have a name. But um, myself and uh, several others have decided to call them ass games because mm-hmm. they are they are uh, auto shooting survival games. So what this uh-huh. game is, you pick a character, and uh, all you do with this character is move it around the map, like the area. Like there's, you know, enemies coming at you, and you're just moving. All the like weapons that are like firing off, it's they're all automatic. They all have special properties and stuff. And so every time you you kill an enemy, they drop a crystal. After so many crystals you pick up, you level up. When you level up, you get a new ability or weapon or, or uh, buff, and you can have like um, like six different weapons and like six different buffs. And like at one every like every minute, the game gets a little harder. More enemies get on the screen, and like I said, you, you're trying to get to the 30 minute mark and then have death kill you essentially. Um, but there's all these like little secrets and stuff. Like once you start the game you only have like one character you can play as and there's this dude that has like a whip like all the sprites look like they're like vague ripoffs of castlevania like <laughs> like it's like someone was like oh let's use all these sprites but just color them a little off you know and um so there's like cool um like how you get the other characters sometimes you find them in the maps and they'll be like a coffin and so you're i guess you're trying to find dracula so when you find these coffins, oftentimes it'll be like, um, <laughs> sorry, but your vampire is in another coffin. And, <laughs> 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 and um, but like you can get like those cool like combos of weapons and um, there's just, just shit blowing up on the screen. Monsters are coming at you and dying. You've got Bibles flying around you. Garlic, you know, spraying people. The sickles flying and cutting people in half and stuff. Like, it is an... In- like, it can be, like, a very casual but intense game. Because it's like, you're just moving around. Like, you're just dodging stuff. And, like, even when you kind of see it, you're like, that's... Really? That's your game of the year pick? But when you play it, dude, it's definitely a, like, I got to do that again. Like, as soon as you die, you're like, I'm going again. And then you start unlocking new characters that do different stupid stuff. Like, you got a dog that that his main weapon is he shoots flowers out of his butt. Like, mm. I'm assuming it's just like, oh, he's just farting and flowers are coming out. And it's that's his ability. I mean, you can give him, like, all the other abilities, too. But that's his, you know, starting ability. I like it. I'm going to be honest, Jesse. You had me at ass game, 
you lost me when you defined what an ass game was, but yep. you got me back with dog farting flowers. Yeah, now I'm invested again. It's an ass game again. Yeah. There's a, there's a ba- there's a panda that shoots like cherry bombs. Um, like uh, I'm trying to think. There's an old man that just smells like garlic, and um, the garlic Muscle is one do. of my favorite abilities. Um, because it's just like a little circle around you, and then when the enemies get near it, it hurts them. And so I like to rock that, uh, level up the Bibles, because the Bibles are spinning around, and you just have this, like, big circle of, like, death that nothing can get through. It's, it's, it's delightful. Sounds good, man. Yeah, it's funny. You said, like, oh, man, how could this be your game of the year once you, like, see what it is? Because, you know, you said, oh, it's, uh, you know, it was Elden Ring or this, and this is on Game Pass, and this is, you know, up there with my game of the year. And then I look at what it is, I'm like, now, wait a minute, <laughs> are we comparing these two things? This is, that's very funny. <laughs> um, you know, one being Elden Ring and the other being this uh, just, you know, like crazy sprite-based battlefield game. Um, you know. Honestly, this looks more my speed than something like Elden Ring. <laughs> it's it's like so fun. It's like like everyone's speed because it's like casual, but you can like really get into it. Like as you play, you you earn gold that's that you keep after each run, and so like you can uh, unlock like different like power ups. So like you already start off like doing like five percent extra damage, or or you can use the the gold to unlock new characters and stuff. Like there's a bunch of characters. Um, it's it's real. It's really cool. Um, and so the the characters you play as they are people that are surviving vampires, or they're vampires yes. that have survived something. Um, I think they're. Just- they're surviving vampires. Just trying to suss out the title here. You're being attacked yeah. by hordes of vampires. Yeah, there's like lots of like bats, and there's more than just vampires because there's different uh, uh, areas you can go into. Um, sure, but it's it's it gets really crazy. There's a lot of weird bonus stages. Um, so many skeletons. This game probably has more skeletons I've seen on screen than any game ever. So if you mm-hmm. like skeletons, this game is for you. No, I'm in favor of it. I'm a, I'm a I- bone boy. I do want to ask, tying into the theme, where does sucking come up in this game about vampires? And I just answered my own question. Right. I mean, I, I, I am curious to know how a, a vampire sucking mechanic could be applied to a, a game of this like magnitude. Do, Seems I, like there's not a lot of like one-on-one type situations. Yeah. Do you actually suck any blood at any point? Well, no, you're not the vampire. No. You're surviving the vampires. Yeah. Keep up, Johnny. Oh. Okay. The vampire hmm. sucks your blood. Okay. That's that's where I fucked up. Okay. God, that could you imagine if that was like things. the game over screen? It's just like your, your corpse on the ground with a vampire just like draining you of blood. That sounds cool. That's dope. dope. Yeah. 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 It's like instead of a. Instead of a like 9876 countdown, you just see more and more blood getting drained out of your body before you can continue. God. I feel like any amount it starts to kind of like winnow down your ability to continue. (laughs) Like once the vampire is removing your blood, you've pretty much got the game over. So it would need to be a vampire very slowly descending upon your neck. You know, nine, eight. God, this is a weird Seven. remaster of Super Mario Brothers 3 with this vampire death screen. <laughs> yeah. It'd be dope. <laughs> I would also love it if the game over screen was 9, 
eight, seven, ah, 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 six. <laughs> Trying to think of how it could be some version of the uh, Final Fight Continue screen where you're strapped to a stick of dynamite. Uh... And you're like trying to blow out the fuse, but can't really blow a vampire and get him to stop sucking your blood. Wait, maybe you can. Have you seen True Blood? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, hold on. <laughs> no, no, no. See, you're blowing the vampire to get it away, and next to you is like the giant bowl of Italian pasta with garlic you just ate. So you got that garlic breath that you're blowing in its face. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the garlic forest field. Um, you know, true. Just. Uh, it's the Italians' natural state. That's why there's so few vampires in Italy. <laughs> I do love the fact that you have, like, garlic around you as a shield and then a Bible spinning around you. It's like Mega Man defeated Pope Man. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Mega Man tore through Italy. <laughs> you know, defeated fucking Garlic Man, defeated Pope Man, he defeated Gabagool Man. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, defeated the Sicilians. And then finally, Colosseum Man. Mm-hmm. There's one ability where it's just cats show up, and sometimes they start, like, a cat fight in the middle of everything, and so, yep. like, any monsters that go into the cat fight get all fucked up. Okay, that it's, could be another, like, sucking situation. They get, like, they get sucked in, like, a cartoon, like, you know, dust cloud a big, fight. It is a big dust cloud with Fuck claw yeah, marks good. going everywhere. <laughs> like, it is... Awesome. I'm telling this game, legit, game of the year contender. It is so good. Mm -hmm. It is... Oh. <laughs> Suck on that, Elden Ring. <laughs> Suck on that, <laughs> handicap. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> I, I almost don't want Johnny to explain what the fuck that was. <laughs> Some, somehow I think he's still stuck on Italy, which the still doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm stuck on the fighting in a cloud of dust. That's what he does like in every comic. No, he Andy gets Cap drunk. is the one you went with of every comic strip character that or of fights anything in a dust that cloud. fights in a cloud of dust with limbs flying out of it. Somehow you land on Andy. You could have famous. Andy you could have literally said, "Suck on that Looney Tunes." Yeah, yeah, Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. No, man. Yeah, the guy who yeah. goes to a bar and drinks and then comes home to his wife and they, for some reason, is the mascot for hot fries. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the Tasmanian devil. Johnny loves Andy Cap. <laughs> you know. yeah, fucking fuck ridiculous. Andy uh, God, you know. Yeah, well, take I'm that. Done. Johnny just stepped to Andy Cap. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't that, follow that, Andy Cap. Next game. That, that fucking hot fries sponsorship is going to fall through now, though, guys. I'm sorry. Fuck. <laughs> game Ugh. two. Sorry, guys. <laughs>
right, guys. So uh, this was the last Super Nintendo game published uh, by Nintendo North America. Ho, 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 so Jesse's got an answer up. Alright, so Jesse says Glory Hole 64, which is, which makes no sense because I said this is on Super Nintendo. Uh, Jesse and David both wrote Kirby's Dream Land 3, which is correct. Oh, Kirby, uh, so, uh, Jesse drew a Kirby. I'm going to call this a hat trick. He knows it's a Kirby game. I'm John, not Jesse. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's Kirby on one side of a glory hole. He's just on the sucking side. I would Man, hope so. Imagine he wasn't. This is pink. Yeah, I don't want to know how Kirby fits through a glory hole at all. Let's move on to the actual game itself, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, this was uh, a very late Super Nintendo game. This came out in 1997. God damn. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, okay. See, you know, you said last game for SNES published by Nintendo. I was thinking it had to be '96, but '97. Why? And then didn't why come out did in they Japan. bother? It, it didn't come out in Japan until '98. What? <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to play? They... Ocarina of Time or Kirby's Dreamland Three? Jeez. I, I gotta say, it is a good-looking game. It's a great-looking game. It's one of the few games that uses the Super Nintendo's, like, pseudo-high-resolution mode, where it can, like, do a lot of weird blending effects and stuff like that. So it actually has some pretty great-looking graphics. Um, like, this was, this is one of those, like, push Super Nintendo to its limit kind of games without having to use, like, a lot of, you know, co-processors. Um, it's it's good-looking. It's a good-looking game. Yeah, it is. Did this cartridge have the FX chip in it? It did not. Okay. Didn't need it. It did have the SA1 coprocessor, which helped with math, though, but uh, it did not have the FX chip, which did 3D stuff. And well, yeah, cause this... I'm, I was going to say, because I'm pretty sure that Yoshi's Island had the FX chip just yes. for like additional graphical things, even though that's a predominantly 2D game. So since this has kind of this, not the same, but sort of a similar like artsy visual style, I just wasn't sure. Yeah. It's, uh, I love the visual style in this game. Oh, it's so good. It, it's so cute. It just looks phenomenal. 
And uh, this introduces uh, three new animal friends. Um, so returning from Dreamland 2, you got Rick the Hamster, Koo the Owl, and Kind the Fish. And then new in this one is uh, a calico cat, uh, Nago. Uh, a bird named Pitch, so you get two birds now. <laughs> and, with uh, one stone? What's that? With, with one, with just with one, one stone? cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> and Choo Choo the octopus. Oh, right. There was an octopus now in this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. All right. So now's the time where I, I have to confess that I haven't put any time into Kirby's Dreamland 3 in any meaningful way. Like, you still had copy abilities. You didn't just have animal friends in this game, right? Right. You had copy abilities, and then you would combine your abilities with animal friends to change right. how the ability functions. Gotcha. All right, give us a rundown of how the octopus is affected by everything, Johnny. That's really all I'm interested in. Oh, crap. <laughs> That's right. I forgot, because I was like, I feel like I would remember if an octopus was in a Kirby game. And it it looks more like a jellyfish than an octopus, because it doesn't have, like, the long tentacles. It has kind of, like, webbing in the tentacles, so it just kind of looks like a blob with frills. It is kind of a frilly, Kirby-like blob with a bow on. It's very cute. <laughs> And yeah, it's um, it's pretty interesting seeing the Super Nintendo get a sequel to the, you know, Game Boy series, right? Because uh, something I think we kind of forget is that Dream. Well, maybe we don't forget, but Dreamland One and Two were on the Game Boy. And- I forgot. <laughs> and Dreamland Three really kicks it all up a level. Like it just it looks so fucking good. Wait, 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 Johnny, are you telling me that the graphical and like game processing ability? of the SNES compared to that of the Game Boy is up a, you'd say, a couple of levels? I I would think so, yeah. Uh, Hit that hot take button. Hot, 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 hot take. (laughs) Hot take. Wowee. (laughs) I mean, fun fact was you could play Game Boy games on the Super Nintendo, right? So therefore, the Super Nintendo is a superset of the Game Boy. No. No, I'm, I'm just very confused because you're <laughs> yeah, like, your yeah. uncle works there too. Yeah. The Kirby's Dreamland games were all on Game Boy and everything. Like, I distinctly remember playing Kirby's Dreamland on the NES. No, that's Kirby's Adventure, David. What? <laughs> it's totally uh, part of the same series? <laughs> no. So that's a different wow. Kirby? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna assume, yeah because yes. the Kirby's Dreamland Kirby is like off gray because oh, he was yeah, on that. the Game Boy yeah now you got me so does do all Kirby games take place in like a land of dreams is is everything in Kirby a dream is it like an Inception kind of situation or is well, there no, like a they're all on Planet Popstar okay different planet but I mean is it a land of dreams is it like no nights? it's it's a planet well there's also Planet Robobot right. Which is planet. I do want to say, like, I've never fully understood Planet Popstar. Like, I get it's not supposed to make sense and everything, but how is a planet in the shape of a star? Like, that's not physically possible. (laughs) Maybe it is, David. Way out there in Dreamland, maybe planets can be shaped like whatever they want. You ever see, like, those breakdowns of how, like, uh... SNES RPGs, how their maps are shaped, which implies all planets in like SNES RPGs are donut shaped. Uh, you know, <laughs> fucking Planet Popstar is kind of like that. They can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> also, Kirby is like a god, so like mm-hmm. he can do what he wants with his planets. I'm just saying, 
or asking rather, do all Kirby games that use the word dream take place in some sort of dream state? Uh, you know, they seem like they use that word a lot, and I don't really get dream from them. I get magical, you know, outer space, you know, suck god, but I, I don't really get dream from it. I don't know what kind of dreams you're having, but that's every dream of mine. Okay, I fair think, enough. <laughs> I think what we need is a Kirby uh, Sandman crossover. Like yes. Neil Gaiman and Nintendo work together. Oh, I thought you meant uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, no, yeah, I was no, thinking no. like Marvel Sandman. It's like, actually, yeah. that makes sense because, you know, he could absorb abilities and like change his form and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. Kirby falls into a particle accelerator <laughs> about 30 minutes into the movie. <laughs> and then by the end of it, actually, Spider-Man 3, a lot like a Kirby game. Uh, you think you got one thing on your hands. You got a, you got a nice little uh, tight movie with... Spider-Man and a couple of villains, and then by the end of it, a darker, more evil villain reveals itself and uh, kind of overtakes the whole movie and ruins everything. Yeah, tell me you I'm know, wrong, David. You're not <laughs> tell wrong. Me I'm wrong. I didn't think you were going to be able to pull that off, but damn if you did. <laughs> oh, John, man. I can't wait for you to make some phone calls so we can get that uh, Kirby Cinematic Universe kicked off. They've been wanting to do for a long time now. Hell yeah, baby. Kirby, uh, Kirby's Dreamland, No Way Home. It's uh, it's coming, man. <laughs> Into the Kirbyverse. Yes. God, now I'm going to have to draw a venomized Kirby. God, yeah. What if Kirby ate the symbiote? Oh, that'd be so sick. I've never thought about what Kirby's tongue looks like. <laughs> Think Kirby about has it, a tongue, right? I've never he thought does. about it. Yeah. Well, he has to taste all that delicious food he's eating. Does he? All I ever see are those big sucking lips. Yeah, maybe he can just absorbs it through his skin. You know, like right. I, I don't think Kirby maybe has his... lips. I think his mouth just kind of ends. Maybe Fine. his yeah, body Kirby's... is the tongue. <laughs> I've never noticed his tongue. I've just noticed his enormous sucking hole. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no tongue that I've seen. Anyway, um, yeah, man, uh, Kirby. Uh, you yeah, know, much like Spider-Man Three. Um, a fantastic uh, series and a mess. Um, but yeah, so I need to put more time into this, man. It's uh, it's so funny that it came out because, you know, I think of when I think of SNES Kirby and Kirby games that came out super late in the SNES's life cycle, my default thought is Kirby Superstar. <laughs> and then it's like, wait, no, actually, we had another one that came out after that. Like, I don't know why Hal was so far backed up that they couldn't fucking move on from the SNES in time. But, like, pretty sure we got Superstar either after the Nintendo 64 launched or right before it. And then they still somehow put out this in 1997. And it's just like, guys, you you, you got to keep up. It's over. <laughs> like we, Yeah, like, the kids have moved on. They like their polygons now. Like, yeah, well, like, Nintendo canceled Star Fox 2 despite it being basically done because the 64 right. was coming out. It wasn't even out yet by the time they yeah. canceled it. Mm-hmm. But with Kirby, like, nah, go ahead. Fuck it. Sure, fuck it. <laughs> do yeah. it, Hal. It looks so nice, you guys. You can have it. I do. <laughs> Here's the cartridges. Go ahead and put it in there. <laughs> I do have a, a legit question about this game, because I've played maybe five minutes of this game in total. Whoa. Ever? Yeah. Um, Does it play like a normal, traditional Kirby game? Because, you know, Kirby... It's like half and half. Sometimes he's got like regular run and suck and absorb games, and then sometimes he's on a golf course for some reason. Like a, a is dream this, course. Is this basically just like 
a Kirby game on SNES? Yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> Damn, I really need to play this. <laughs> David, you and me both, baby. Let's quit the show right now and go boot up our Switches. It's sitting there just waiting for us. Like, I don't really have an excuse to have not played it now. It's just sitting there waiting for me to play it. Haven't haven't gone for it. <laughs> yeah, and I love Kirby games. I I, I I call myself a guy that likes Kirby. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's really embarrassing. I realize when I say I'm a guy that likes Kirby, I like Kirby Superstar and Kirby's Adventure and Forgotten Land, right? Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. I think that's what renewed me calling myself a guy that loves Kirby. <laughs> Man, Forgotten Land. It's so goddamn charming. That's such um, a good game. Because, yeah, actually, if you asked me before that, I would have said, like, eh, I'm kind of mixed on Kirby, because I kind of hate him in Smash Brothers. Like, I, I love everything about him, except I hate fighting against him in Smash Brothers. I feel like I don't like anybody that plays with him. Talk about you, Johnny. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I hate Kirby, yeah, too. This is all thinly veiled at Johnny and Jesse. <laughs> I hate y'all. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah. So Johnny, what's your favorite uh, favorite of the animal companions? Oh, Rick the hamster. Really? Um, yeah, because I loved when in in Kirby's Dream Land two when he got the parasol and got Rick. He actually the the move turns into Rick holding the parasol and bouncing Kirby on top of it while like spinning the parasol like his little ball. And I just got a huge kick out of that. Word. And now, how much of it, like? Give me a give me like a percentage. How much of your love for Rick the hamster is tied up in him being a hamster versus his name being Rick? God, it's honestly fifty fifty. I really like it's both tough, of those things. Right? Like yeah. it's adorable in in multiple ways. Because <laughs> uh, it's just that's not a name you give a hamster. Rick. <laughs> like, is that short for something? Of course uh, it Richard. is. Richard. Richard T. Hamster. <laughs> Um, you know, Richard T. Hamster Esquire of the Planet Popstar. Okay. I just I had no desire to get a hamster before tonight, <laughs> but now I absolutely have to go to the pet store and get a hamster. <laughs> and uh, name you do. Richard T. Hamster Esquire of Popstar. Yeah, you do. Uh, you know, sorry if uh, that just you know ends in heartbreak when you can't uh, you know ride or use them as a companion in real life, Johnny. <laughs> Yeah. I thought you were going to say, I'm sorry if that ends in heartbreak when your wife takes a snake from work home and it just eats him. Right, I was going to say, I mean, between, yeah, the, the various reptiles. cats that, would eat them. That's all, there's also the cats all over the house. So Johnny's got an unfriendly environment to introduce eh. a hamster in. So if you, But if it can be a hamster the size of Johnny that he can uh, use to <laughs> ride and hold his umbrella for him. Um, all right, guys, I got then, a question. Yes. Would you rather fight... One Johnny-sized hamster or 100 hamster-sized Johnnies? Oh, man, that's not even close. God, it's like the gate, but they're all Johnnies. Uh, it's, there's no question it's 100 hamster-sized Johnnies. Like, a giant hamster would be able to bite you, but 100 of you, you know, I'm pretty confident in fighting 100 of normal-sized you. So, so. I'm also thinking, though, a Johnny-sized hamster, do I have to fight it? Can I just, like... Hug it? Because I'd be really into snuggling up with a Johnny-sized hamster. You do have to fight it, David. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with the 100 hamster-sized Johnnies. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you can smush those very easily. That's, that's the thing. I mean, we're all conditioned to take great care of our pets. But, like, once you have to turn on them and fight them, they're all pretty easily dispatched. <laughs> so, like, you give me 100 hamster-sized Johnnies. 
Yeah, fine. Done. Easy. Smash, smash, smash. Drown them. You know, <laughs> throw them all in a garbage bag and leave them outside. Done. Oh, God. You know. Giant hamster living in the house? Yeah, I don't want to fight it. So it, if fighting the hundred hamster-sized Johnnies makes us, makes us able to befriend the one Johnny-sized hamster, then yes, sorry, Johnny. You're, you're, you and your hundred tiny friends are out of here. That should also Game be the trade-off. <laughs> If, if, yeah, whenever you, whichever one you choose to defeat, you get the other ones as part of your uh, party Ooh. going forward. That's the new part of the would you rather going forward, Johnny. Okay, then Game I might have to three. I might have to change my answer because if I could have a hundred hamster-sized Johnnies, I could just go all Pikmin and take something over. That's true, David. This is now a multifaceted question. It's no longer a simple yes. Like, oh man, it just think the, of you know. all the tiny GTT radios you could have. <laughs> True. <laughs> God, think of, you know, like a Raspberry Pi would be a normal-sized computer to them. <laughs> oh, be great. Oh. Does this have Linux? <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, nothing insufferable about this? <laughs> Game three. I think we made it.
Johnny back? All right, cool. <clears throat> so this is the final game released in a spin-off series. And if you either input a code in the PlayStation version or meet a uh, certain amount of... If you complete a certain task in the PC version, you can fight a boss from the first game in the original series. Um, so anybody have their answers? Do I ever. All right, so, uh, John and Johnny both say Mega Man X8. They are correct. Jesse has a drawing of his cat leaning over the table. I'm gonna call that a hat trick. You are? No, I'm not. Okay, good then. <laughs> Uh, Johnny, only two people got the game right. He's not going to play another sound, man. We're not editing that shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Start talking about your shitty fucking game, man. Start talking about this goddamn fucking game you chose. So, um, 
I'm glad that you started off by saying this is a shitty fucking game because I thought we weren't doing the whole this game sucks as a as a concept and I thought the games actually had to have a sucking mechanic not be Mega Man X8. Um Mega Man X8 doesn't suck. This game is actually <gasps> pretty good. You're th- you're thinking of Mega Man X7. X7 is hot trash. X8 pretty fun actually because they kind of learn from their mistakes um because x7 did the whole like let's put things in 3d and kind of like free roam around levels and it was awful this game goes back to being straight 2d like that's good it's, Mm. it's all 3d graphics and they do that thing where like you run up a spiral staircase but the camera never leads you so you're still just moving in two directions like, uh, like butter building and Kirby? Yeah, exactly. Dope. There's a ton of unlockables and collectibles in this game. Um, you can power yourself up. There's three characters. Um, you've got, you know, X-Zero and Axel, who's basically like the base of the game. Um, and the game has some... The the Maverick... I almost said Robot Masters. The Mavericks... <laughs> Shame on you, that would be the game over. <laughs> the Mavericks aren't terrible. Like, there is no Tornado Tunyon in this game. Now, hold on. Now, why is it that you hold up Tornado Tunyon as an example of terrible robot... Or, excuse me, Mavericks? Because <laughs> <laughs> Tornado Tunyon sucks. <laughs> it's the thing. Okay, so, David, I'm going to judge them not on... The content of, like, what they do or any knowledge of them, I only want to judge them based on their names. So go ahead and name me all of the Mavericks of Mega Man X8 and let me judge them based on their names. I will say, um, I'm going to start off with my favorite, who I am posting in the Discord right now. Is it Bamboo Pandemonium? (laughs) Bamboo Pandemonium, who is a giant panda bear that shoots bamboo missiles. And it's fucking great. I'm not sure that one inspires me with confidence for the rest of the guys. (laughs) I I get that they kind of went a certain way with the boss names in the X series. Like, it started out with somewhat normalish, uh, you know, animal-type names, and then, of course, even in the very first one, you got, you know, Boomer Kuwanger. Um, Bamboo Pandemonium. Pandemonium is already a word, <laughs> so to use it to describe a giant robotic panda is... I brilliant. love it. It's hard to say, yeah. It might be brilliant. Easy it might be the say. stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, that's what I, I like about it, is because... At this point, the X games got super serious, like characters would die, X was having existential crises about being a pacifist versus needing to fight and defeat Sigma and everything, and then you fight a giant robot panda. It's like, no, I like it when the game gets a little silly. Okay, now hold on, David. So yeah, like I said, I'm going to judge all these things based on their names. I'm not going to click on them. I've got the you know Mega Man wiki pulled up. Okay, so there's, so there's Bamboo. There's Op... Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was going to name them and judge them, but please, go for there's it. There's Bamboo Pandemonium. There's mm-hmm. Optic Sunflower. That sounds insane and terrible. There is Burn Rooster. I love it. Um, Gigabolt Man of War. I don't love it, but I'm, I'm for it. I, I see the connection. A, a Man of War that shocks you, sure. Okay. Yeah, it's a giant electric jellyfish maverick. Yeah, um, dope. God, who else is there? 
there's I can do this because this I is got, now a lightning round that will eliminate David from the show. <laughs> no, there's those four. There's Avalanche Yeti. Uh, I think that's pretty dope. Um, Earthrock Trilobite. I'm not necessarily in favor of that, but I see how you might be as a guy that likes dinosaurs and fossils. Dark Mantis. That sounds dope. I mean, yeah. that's just that's a good combination. Maybe it's my Metal Gear fandom talking, but Dark Mantis sounds pretty fucking dope. And that's seven, right? God, who am I missing? You are missing... Wait, 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 no. No, I give up. Gravity and Tunyon. Oh, of course. <laughs> Another you onion. said there was no Tornado Tunyon in this game. No, you no, did no. not it's, say it's that there pro- was an anti-onion in this game. <laughs> it's pronounced Antion. No, I'm, or no, no, I'm Antonian. going... Antonian. Antonian? <laughs> and I can't believe that I forgot that because that's how <laughs> this game fits into the series. Um, oh my Gravity God. Antonian is a giant robot ant who gives you a black hole weapon. When you shoot it, it just kind of like travels across the screen and like sucks up enemy weapons and deals damage and whatnot. Okay, now hold on. Like seriously, I would think that they would have learned their lesson from Mega Man X7 and not gone anywhere near the phrase Tunyon. And yet, this game features a different boss that has a name featuring the word Tunyon? And we're just supposed to accept that it's not the anti-tornado Tunyon? I mean, I would say possibly Gravity Antonian is the anti-tornado Tunyon because he's cool. (laughs) Okay, see, that's one. Yeah. You might have me there. I, yeah, I'm. I'm going on my knowledge of this character that I learned this very moment, and clicking on its Wikipedia page and seeing that yes, yeah, it appears to be, you know, some sort of pink ant. Uh, he looks angry, but I again just I gotta yeah. You gotta come up with a different name. You gotta look up some other word and not use the you know the six letters T O N I O N in this character's name. Like they made a terrible mistake. <laughs> Because yeah, you know, if I see that, I'm I'm just thinking they brought they brought back another Tunyon, like Doctor Fucking Sigma rebuilt Tornado Tunyon into Gravity Anti Tunyon. <laughs> Doctor Sigma. I was I was gonna say Doctor Wily. I realized I was conflating it with the original series again. Fucking Sigma came back to life and he rebuilt his greatest protege, Tornado Tunyon, into an ant, an anti Tunyon. You know that fucking Sigma. He's a uh, you, you never know what you're gonna get from him, but uh, no, if it's uh, you know an ant that shoots black <laughs> holes, that sounds pretty cool. They say life is like a box of sigmas. You never know what you're gonna get. Life is like a box of Mavericks <laughs> from Doctor Sigma. <laughs> oh, he God. does have a big butt. He does. It's true. Wait, Sigma or the Antonian? The Antonian. Okay, I was going to say, I don't recall Sigma having a particularly large dumper, but we can talk about that for a while if you want. <laughs> now, who's the original Maverick you get to fight? Or, I'm sorry, no, original Robot Master, right? He says from the original series. So, in um, Optic Sunflower stage, you go through all these, like, mini challenge rooms, and if you complete all of them perfectly, or if you just enter a code on the PS2 version, you fight Cutman. And it Whoa, plays, oh, like, dope. the original like 8-bit music the the room i hope somebody can post a screenshot while i'm talking but the room is like the 8-bit version but in 3d and then cutman is just a sprite but it's like 
Mr. Game & Watch in Smash Brothers, like when he turns around, you see him turn like flat as he flips over. That's Which so makes amazing. sense for Cut Man, because he should be a cutout man. Yeah. Oh, that is dope. Oh. It, it almost redeems this other guy, Optic Sunflower. Yeah, you know, I was so focused on the black hole ant onion that I didn't realize that you were fighting a robot sunflower. <laughs> and I'm not sure this works for me either, man. <laughs> like, what's... Uh... God, what is going on with these characters, man? It's almost like this series is coming to a logical conclusion. I like, like how, they maybe I like ran how, out of ideas. <laughs> I like how you're sitting here saying it's like, let's go back to Optic Sunflower. I didn't know he was a sunflower. Like, reread his name. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, literally a, you know, like, I'm trying to think of it. how many other... Uh, yeah, I would have to do a like a, a little bit of a research thing for like mavericks that are based. Like, so I mostly think of them as animals. So mavericks based on either plants or like other things that don't necessarily like move. You know, You've got wire sponge from yep. X two. <laughs> You've got split mushroom from X four. You've uh -huh. got um. I can't remember what he's called in the Japanese version, but Axel the Red, the Axel, Rose yeah, from like the Rose X5. Red or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, like it's, it's not it's unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just I find those things to be the most silly things in the game. And yeah, a giant sunflower that makes you fight Cutman. That's it's pretty amazing. goddamn silly. <laughs> That's so cool. It is really cool. One of my kid knows. And it's great too, because like. As you move into that room, like, you come out to a section, you get power-ups after beating the challenge, and as you walk to the door, like, the Mega Man 1 boss music starts to play, and oh. then you teleport in and fight Cutman. I love the idea yeah, of, like, Mega that. Man X9 taking place in the produce section of a grocery store. <laughs> That's a really good idea, man. <laughs> God, they should bring it back, man. Get Dear way Capcom. forward on the phone, give them a fucking list of vegetables, and tell them to make bosses out of them. Magnavolt <laughs> banana. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thunderstrike eggplant. Oh, I was going to um, say poisonous peregrine, or however you say eggplant, that other word for it. Perigen? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the falcon. Got, uh, Under cucumber. <laughs> unpassable corn. Oh, no. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the juice. Warhammer watermelon. Uh, yeah, Commander Yam Mark. Um, <laughs> we can keep going with this. Um, <laughs> Lieutenant Leak. Yeah. <laughs> Pulse Pineapple. Um, <laughs> hmm. Raging Romaine. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> See, all good ideas. We could do it, guys. We could make an all vegetables Mega Man. <laughs> Um, all vegetables. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, X7 sucks. X8, actually not bad. Um, it's. I'm glad to know that, honestly. It's <laughs> the main reason that I think about getting the X Collection 2, because the first one has 1 through 4, which are the good ones. Right. Like, I don't know yeah. why you would get the second one, except to maybe play through X8. X8's pretty good. See, and that's the funny thing, like them splitting the fucking Mega Man X Legacy Collection in two the way they did just kind of fucks me. Because, like, I haven't played Mega Man... Uh, I'll be, I haven't played any of the ones past X3. Those were, you know, the Super Nintendo ones were my jam. But it's like, am I going to pay the money for the three that I've played thoroughly and four? 
and then pay money for the four that I know are terrible. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to go with no. I'm not buying I mean, either of them. X5 is pretty good. X8's pretty good. X6 is fine. Seven sucks. Like, X7 right. just sucks. <laughs> but I see, I, you know, and like at this point, I feel like I kind of want to get the second half of the Legacy Collection. I'll, I'll just skip four and move into playing these bad ones just to experience them. Because, like, even for the bad ones, they still have fun, interesting robot designs. And I assume, like, there's, you know, like, you know, are we calling them unfun because the robots are stupid or, like, are they unfun for other reasons? Like you said, X7, it's like 3D and kind of free roaming. But like, you know, 5, 6, and 8, it's still Mega Man at the end of the day. Like, you're still doing some side-scrolling platforming and, some, uh, and you know, blowing shit up. Like, I, I, I assume these are just solid bones that make good games. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, so maybe it's time to get into that Legacy Collection. Because, yeah... Uh, I've clowned on these from afar. I need to clown on them based on my own experiences. <laughs> Fun side story Johnny? about X6 yep. is uh, uh, I, I I got Connects Virtual Game Station on my iMac back in the day that will let you play PlayStation games on your Mac. And so I went to Blockbuster rented a game because I wanted to rent a PlayStation game and try it out. So I rented Mega Man X6. And nice. I didn't know if the problem was my Mac or the game. <laughs> 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 hmm... Turns out it was the game. Turns out the Mac was playing it fine. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Was yeah, awful. turns out it. I wasn't X six the one they made under a terrible time crunch. <laughs> like it was like you make this game right now, or your whole company is shut down, and you'll have to go make NT creates instead of work here. Yeah, it's got yeah. horrible translations and right. just nothing made sense to me. Like levels change based on you doing things, like but but like significantly and seemingly randomly, and it, it was weird. That's cool. And I was like, now, Johnny, how many how many Mega Man X games have you played before that? <laughs> One, two, did and three. Did you go from? Okay, you, yeah. you know, I was gonna say, did you go from two to six, or uh, just you know only skip a couple of steps? <laughs> but, yeah, um, I don't know. You know, I, I I hope that there's a chance out here for this Mega Man X series to be redeemed. I feel like maybe it, maybe it doesn't need redeeming because I I feel like between it and like the Mega Man Zero games, I feel like it's got it probably a decent ratio of good to bad in it you know like i i feel like it's got it's got as good of a you know ratio as almost any other you know kind of good game series at this yeah. point but i don't know gotta play them for myself and find out so i'm done judging these games without playing i mean you'll hear no more comments from me about antonian um, you know, I'm sorry that I ever went that way, guys. It's just, it's in my nature to see a robotic onion character and fucking laugh about it. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, that's how I was raised. Uh, to ridicule these fucking games. It's so weird they named the character Ant Onion. I, thank you, Johnny. That's the whole first ten minutes of this discussion. I would have made a dude and called it Uncle Onion. <laughs> Game four. <laughs>
All right. Um, <clears throat> after each death, whether the cause is the sun going supernova or through misadventure, like drowning, falling, exposure to space vacuum, uh, space. The, <laughs> the player respawns and awakens back on their home planet at the start of the time loop. Thank you. 
Alright. Johnny says Mumford and Sons the game. Um, incorrect. And uh, David and John have the correct answers with Outer Wilds. That's right. This Damn. is Outer Wilds, our fan request from Sparty Cat in the uh, Discord. Um, they mentioned this, and I was like, yeah, that game does have good music. It should be on the radio. And it has lots of black holes you could fall in that kill you instantly. Uh, mm. Everything you need for this theme. Yeah. Um, so this game is, is, is interesting. Um, when it came out, like people went fucking bananas over it. And um, I had tried it. And for whatever reason, it just didn't click with me. And um, I just really didn't think much of it anymore. Um, but then when I saw this in the Discord, and uh, thanks to uh, my uh, Sugar Guardian um, Game Pass friend, uh, Kerrigan, um, I saw Outer Wilds was still on Game Pass, and I was like, hey, let me give it another shake. And um, I'm glad to report that I'm getting into it more. Um, it's a very interesting game. Um, so, like, you're this alien dude, and you have to uh, use a spaceship to fly to other planets and uh, figure out what's going on with this ancient race, as well as to why you're stuck in a 22-minute time loop. So, like, you can basically... Uh, like, the first thing you have to do is you go and get launch codes for the ship, and then um, on each, you know, next playthrough, you don't have to do that anymore. Because, uh, like, certain things carry over. Like, information about planets and stuff, you have, like, a, a book or a computer. Yeah, you have a computer in your little spaceship, and for whatever reason, it remembers all the information you learn. So that's handy. Um, like the and- bomber's notebook in Majora's Mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very Majora's yeah. Masky. Um, Except and, even shorter. I mean, 22 minutes. Yeah. That's like, uh, you know, interesting short time loop you got there. Well, but there's space minutes, right? <laughs> no, it's 22 That's minutes. Oh. Like, after, like, uh, like, tw- like, I think it's the last two minutes, um, this, like, really, like, pleasant, soft music starts playing. And mm. then, but at, at the same time, you're like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> you know the sun's about to go supernova. <laughs> that's but it's delightful. All like, We're all dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> I think that's the part that I is kind of weird for me still. Is like you'll be um, the game is very heavily exploration built. Like there's a lot of you. You go into these different planets and you're finding these weird like ruins and and finding these like uh, like journal entries and stuff and finding out about the weird stuff that's happening on this planet and um, weird gravity things are happening and like there's this one uh, area where you're walking along and then suddenly you can walk on the wall and the whole like like thing shifts and like you're walking upside down and stuff and it's it does some weird things with perspective that like like sometimes my brain like needs a minute to catch up with the game it's weird um but like you'll be in the middle of like exploring and stuff and then all of a sudden you hear that music and and like you have to just go back there you know after everything gets wiped out you know Uh, so that's that's kind of frustrating but other than that like it's it's really pleasant um 
it's definitely like a mood type of game you know um i find like it's a game that i definitely have to be in a mood for um but it's 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 neat the music's cool um, i mean yeah you like can only be in like playing banjos and stuff i was gonna say you can only be in like impending doom mode so often <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, you know, sometimes you need to be able to exist for more than 22 minutes without being blown up by the sun. Yeah. Story of my yeah. life, man. I'm saying, story of all our lives, baby. Sometimes you just need to, you know, need a game that doesn't uh, doesn't blow you up after 20 minutes. The sh- but this the does ship, sound cool. The, the ship flies a little weird. You gotta get used to flying the ship, because the first like time I played the game, I flew right into the sun. And, um, <laughs> so that was Pro not tip. 22 minutes. Don't do that again. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Also, like, <laughs> you'll just be, like, walking, and I found this... I didn't know it was a teleportation pad, and it just teleported me to another planet. And so, Into like, the sun. No, no, <laughs> that'd be fucked up. Um, <laughs> it is cool, though, when you're on, like, a planet, and you hear the music, and then you can see, like, the other planets in the distance getting fucked up by the sun... And then you see, like, the sun get right into you, and then it just, it turns into the little time loopy thing, and it shows, like, a little backwards replay of all the shit you did, which is kind of cool. Ooh, yeah. Um, hmm. Like, it's it's a very, like, cool, like, like vibing game with, like, there's a cool mystery, um, and it's not, like, the mysteries are, like, crammed down your throat with, like, like, there is stuff to read, but it's not, like, it's a lot of it is, like, seeing stuff or or going to weird places or or you know it's a lot of visual and and it's open too and it but it doesn't bog you down it's just, it's like a i figure it's designed to go wherever you want and if you make a mistake you replay it again in 20 minutes <laughs> yeah 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 i was gonna say it's like a Can show like don't tell game yeah interesting but uh um, it's it's a pretty neat game um and know, again uh, you know we haven't used this on the show before. We use Outer World. That is that was they my question. Out, see, they came out in similar time frame, which made yeah. it was real weird. Um, and they're very, very like the only similarity they is they're both space games. And the name Outer W D S. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was like um, nothing that you're saying sounds like the game that I thought you were going to be describing. I thought you were going to be describing like a outer space game that's like Space Fallout. Um, no, we already did isn't, that. Yeah, exactly. That, isn't Outer Worlds the like SNES rotoscope game? That's Out of This World. Okay. Yeah. Um, outer that, Worlds is an obsidian game that takes place on alien planets and is not this game, but came out now that I'm looking at Wikipedia. Wikipedia literally has a, a before any information it says not to be confused with the Outer Worlds, and these games came out the same month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking these developers should have fought for the fucking release date. <laughs> like. <laughs> I just want to clarify. Uh, I wasn't doing a bit. I literally thought that's what that SNES game was called. No, it's, I'm glad I had the right answer. Ah. <laughs> uh, um. But yeah, no. Uh. You know this. Uh. This game looks delightful, man. Looks, you know, completely different than the Outer Worlds. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, apart from the whole, you know, supernova extinction level event thing, <laughs> it looks like just kind of a chill kind of space vibe. Like, explore and, you know, trying to try and put some things together. And, you know, I'm into it. 
I, and I love uh, love weird gravity occurrences. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's lots of that. That's fun. I have dreams about things like that all the time, man. <laughs> and like, also, like I got emphasis. Um, you do have this uh, thingy. It's I forget what it's called, but it's basically a telescope, but for sound. Um, a telescope, sure stethoscope. No. Well, not not a stethoscope. Like for like. Um, because you don't call like a space telescope or a space sound telescope a stethoscope. Yeah, I... uh, directional microphone. Maybe, but anyways, you have this thing that can detect sound from far away, and um, so like you just like like wave it up into space, and then you're like, oh, I hear uh, someone playing a banjo, and so you just you fly off and go into this planet and find this like alien dude playing a banjo and a campfire and talking about how exploring is real fun and and it's like real cool just like neat vibe like it's like oh i want to spend the rest of the, the time in this game just hanging out <laughs> yeah. with banjo guy <laughs> yeah does he know we only have like 16 minutes yeah. to live because i'm i'm kind of thinking i kick it with this guy and listen to him yeah. play banjo that sounds good <laughs> hmm i like it I like that, you know, I like the directional microphone thing as, a, like, a way to kind of maybe just nudge you into going and checking out one more thing. Like, you know, you can look yeah. all over the solar system. If you hear a distant banjo, maybe check it out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it moves a plot. Maybe it doesn't. Point is, go look. You can uh, definitely damage your ship um, in which you have to get out and fix it. Um, so that's fun. Especially if you... I hit something... Or in, in some in space, it was orbiting this planet, and so like I thought I landed on it, but I didn't, and so I got out of the ship, and so then I was like floating in space, and I had used my little like jetpack to get close to the ship again, and so I had to fix my thrusters and stuff, and then I got back in the ship. So like, there's like some really cool like space moment stuff, like like it's a good chill game, good sci-fi game, um, good exploration game. Like it does tick off a lot of boxes, um, and time loops were really big back back a couple years ago too. Like every game <laughs> had a time loop. Fucking Loop Hero, Death Loop, this game, you know. Right. There was, That's three. There was that. Then there was that virtual. Uh, it was a VR uh, sequel to Groundhog Day. Did you guys ever hear about that game? No. no, Beat Saber. You, you play as Bill Murray's son, and like you go back to the uh, the Groundhog Day place, and it happens to, to him because he's like Groundhog Day is stupid, and and my dad was drunk, and blah blah blah, and they're like, oh well, now you have to have Groundhog Day so you can learn to be a better person. Mm. And I, of course, I don't have a VR rig, so I don't, I didn't play it. Also, that sounds like trash. Yeah, no, it sounds <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it was, uh, thing would be like it was sanctioned or licensed in any way. Surely not. <laughs> like, I know Bill Murray wasn't involved. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. But, you know, was Cody Murray involved? That's the real question. Like, yeah, fucking <laughs> Bill Murray's dipshit son uh, <laughs> trying to cash in on that Groundhog Day fame. You know, the only thing that could redeem that is there a VR romance with 1992 Andy McDowell. Because if so, <sighs> count me in, baby. If only. Mm. Probably not. Probably going to be a VR romance with Chris Elliott or some shit. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, appealing to Johnny's inner Shit's Creek fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, man, yeah. Guys, uh, Outer Wilds. Sounds great. Great Real request. Cool. Uh, Jesse, shout out yep. the requester one more Sparty time. Sparty Cat. 
Sparty Cat. Awesome pick. Awesome tunes. Love the tunes. Love the vibe. Uh, you know, many uh, many songs coming for the chill playlist on the Game That Tune Radio. Game five.
All right, guys. <clears throat> Sorry. So uh, this game got rid of its collection requirements for progressing to new levels, leaving the game's in-game currency to be fully spent on weapon upgrades. guys how you feeling feeling pretty good yeah good <laughs> johnny what's happening <laughs> that is amongst the worst drawings i've ever seen on the show johnny fails everything uh jesse has drawn a penis with a penis getting sucked off by an additional penis with Sadly titties. incorrect. And, uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, one of the pieces of the penis has titties. <laughs> Jesus. And David <laughs> has the correct answer. This is Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. Hey, I did that's not nice, John. Very quickly, Johnny buys penises with titties.com. <laughs> oh, I'm a step ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> He's got hats he made. Penises with tit dot e's. <laughs> um, man, um, yeah, this is a uh, Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. A uh, fantastic little uh, little shooty game for the PlayStation Two. Um, 
from a fantastic series of shooty games for various PlayStation systems. Um, how do we feel about Ratchet and Clank? How do we feel about titles with... Is it double entendre, or is it innuendo, or is it just crass calling these games the things that they've been called? Uh, I don't know. It's not really double entendre. I guess it kind of is. Like, I'm trying to remember what the other subtitles were. All right, let's I do... Because I remember this it, one being lightning an innuendo. Round. But, uh, I was going to say, we can call it a lightning round if you want. Let's just go through the fucking games and see which of these we feel like are uh, you know double entendres or innuendo in some way. Um, so you got Ratchet and Clank. You got Ratchet and Clank going commando. So no oh. pants or no underwear. Uh, okay. Uh-huh, the, you know, the game in which you play with no underwear on. You got Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. It's a butt joke. It's a butt joke. You got the fourth game in the series, Ratchet Deadlocked. Is that nah. is that a sex move I don't know about? I See, think that's what I'm wondering. If it's like a like a if it's supposed to be called like Ratchet Finger Cuffs or something. <laughs> but, oh my uh, god! Or if it was Ratchet Cocklocked. Right, exactly, Cocklocked. Um, oh. And then you got Ratchet and Clank Size Matters. Hmm. That's uh, that's uh, iffy. Uh, feel, and then you get into that makes in, me feel uh, inferior. Ratchet and Clank Future Tools of Destruction. Whoa, I can't believe that's, they got away with that one. I mean, that's the one where you can unlock, like, the, the Sibian, right? <laughs> like, uh, I feel like Going Commando is the most clever one, because, like, it's, uh... Like, you I know, feel like Up Your Arsenal is rather clever. <laughs> well, especially because, like, you spend... They, they removed, like, the collecting aspect, so all your money goes to guns. You're increasing your arsenal. You're upping your arsenal. Yeah. Like, and... In America, arse is not uh, like a slang for ass. Yeah. So it's yeah, you know, it's a uh, it's a rather abstract innuendo. I'll, I'll run through the other ones. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Future Quest for Booty. Oh, oh that's okay, butts. that's my new favorite. More butts. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank Future A Crack in Time. Oh, more butt. Okay. Uh huh. I see what's happening here. Uh, Ratchet butts. and Clank All for One. Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault. Oh, that's uh, like. Titties and penis. And uh, Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus. Is the oh, Nexus yeah. another? Is that a slang term for something I don't know? <laughs> oh God, John. Okay, we'll have to talk after the show. <laughs> yeah. If you, oh, you, you want to go into the Nexus, baby? I can yeah. never find the Nexus. And uh, Ratchet and Clank rift apart. So um, here's what I feel one. like happened. I feel like for a while they're having is like an in joke amongst themselves to see how crass of a title they can still get away with. And then right. somebody sat down and said, you guys can't fucking do this anymore. It's just when they switched to, like, up the Nexus or whatever that one was, into the Nexus. The full uh, frontal assault? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, they, they were going to call that one, like, Ratchet, you know, fist me violently. <laughs> they were just like, no, guys. Ratchet and Clank. Donkey punch. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Come gutters. Ratchet and Clank turning the crank. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, but yeah so Ratchet and Clank very fun series of games in which he plays Ratchet uh, you know funny animal and his little robot friend Clank and uh, you shoot stuff you know and normally I know what you're thinking guns they shoot things out they don't suck things up but guys let me tell you about this uh, this weapon in Ratchet and Clank uh, you know I think it's in not just Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal I think it's in another couple of games the suck cannon <laughs> That yeah. sounds great. I love that band. Mm-hmm. 
so it's a it's a gun where you suck up smaller enemies and convert them into exploding projectiles and shoot them at larger enemies. Sounds it's, great. Uh, it's a delightful gun. You can upgrade it to the Vortex Cannon. And yeah, you just, you know, you get on the battlefield and you shoot a little tornado out of your thing and suck up little, you know, robot drones and then shoot them back at the bigger things and blow them up. It's classic Ratchet and Clank shit. It's good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this uh, this little, uh, you know, Lombax, he do be sucking. Um, and yeah, among other things, he, uh, you know, yeah, sucks things up and shoots them. And yeah, they're just, uh, they're fun games. I, uh, I wish I, uh, had more, you know, really to say about it. You know, my uh, my Ratchet and Clank experience still sadly all secondhand. But this is definitely one of the ones that, like, uh, you know, my boy Michael played back in the day, and I watched him play a little bit because, like, some of these, you know, these guns. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this thing. And you know, they're not back in the PS2 days as diverse and awesome as I remember them being. Uh, so Johnny, let's do a let's do a quick uh, Ratchet and Clank gun lightning round. <laughs> All right, so guys, I got 12 Ratchet and Clank weapons here, and you got to tell me if they're actual things that are from the Ratchet and Clank series, or it's something that I made up. And, uh, you know, it's not necessarily part of the series. Kind of like Johnny's lightning round from, uh, from a few weeks ago. So, um, let's see. Let's go around the horn. Who's got the n least points? Uh, oh, it's tied between Johnny and Jesse. Let's start with Johnny. Johnny... Let me talk to you about a, a weapon in Ratchet and Clank. Let me talk to you about the Hurricane. The Hurricane being a machine gun that shoots ricocheting bullets, and as the bullets travel around the arena, they also shoot lightning out, which shocks the enemies. Is that a real thing or a thing I just made up? I think it's real. That's right, it is real. Oh, man! Good job. You're going to want to keep scoring this. I'm not doing it, Johnny. Oh, okay. Um, Jesse, the Quantum Whip... It's an energy whip that Ratchet can use that, uh, you know, like disintegrates into enemies and stuff. Um, yes. That's, yeah, that's also real. Oh, man! David. The Tempest. It's a, uh, a multiple targeting gun. It locks onto multiple targets and just shoots a uh, precise multi-directional lightning shot, destroying anything that it was locked onto. I'm going to say you made that up. I didn't. That's also real. Oh, damn. How absurd! It's quite absurd. Uh, Johnny, the Infecto Bomb. It's a uh, grenade that you launch, and it turns uh, all your enemies sick and ill. It gives them like a poison or a sickness status effect. Yes, yeah, th I'm pretty sure it's based on a real thing, so I'll say it's real in the game, too. <laughs> that's a good... You know, way to qualify that, Johnny. You really want to think about what of these might be reminds, real in the real world. Reminds me of mustard gas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, surely, surely, yes. The Infecto Bomb is in Ratchet and Clank. You're right. Oh, man. Jesse, the Agents of Dread. It's an arsenal of drones that you can unleash that shoot heat-seeking rockets. I'm going to say you made that up. I didn't make that up. That's oh, also wow. real. A little bit of the bubbly. Oh, I thought you were going to be a little bit of the bitch. Um, guess we don't have that anyone uh, anymore. Uh, David, the decimator. It hits things with an exploding shot that then explodes into heat-seeking missiles. 
I'm gonna say that's real. That is real. <laughs> oh, man. Johnny, the Rift Ripper. It is shoots a bolt of electricity that creates a little black hole like singularity things that sucks in the enemies. I don't think that's real. It is real. Oh, a little bit of the bitch. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I knew you had it that time. Um, man, I should have planned this better so this one landed on David. I want to get David's opinion on this. But Jesse, the Quack-O Blitzer, it's a laser cannon that transforms your enemies into ducks that then fuck up the other enemies. That sounds like a... I think it is a, a real. Yes, that is actually a thing in Ratchet and Clank. That's not something I made up based on our previous discussions of ducks and how they fuck things up. Oh, man! Apparently there really is a gun that you use to turn enemies into ducks that then kill the other enemies. I'm sure David's just mortified by that. Horrifying. Um, yeah, David, the Rhinocerator. It's a one-shot disintegration cannon that kills all enemies within a certain radius that uh, may or may not have anything to do with rhinoceroses. I'm going to say that's real. It is real. Oh, man! Johnny, the Mega Turret Glove. It's a glove that lets you set turrets all over the area that fire homing missiles at anything that encounter them. I'll say it's real. It is real. Oh, man! Jesse, the liquid nitrogen gun. It shoots a stream of liquid nitrogen. It can be modified to include an acid cannon that melts them after they're frozen. That sounds real. It is real. Oh, man! Uh, and finally, uh, David, the heavy bouncer, it shoots a large mine that explodes into smaller mines, which then also explode. That sounds like it's real. It is real. You're right. Oh, man. Yeah, I think it's called an ICBM. <laughs> <laughs> sure it is. But, you know, for the purposes of Ratchet and Clank, it's a, uh, it's a gun that shoots a mine, you know, like a mine you would see underwater, like it would blow up a submarine that then explodes into smaller exploding mines. Uh, yeah, all those were uh, real, in case you didn't pick up on it. I, I meant it when I said it was like Johnny's Lightning <laughs> Room from a few weeks ago. <laughs> if I could trick you into thinking these weren't from Ratchet and Clank, then I've done my job. But no, everything I just described was actually in the game. Um, and yeah, kind of love it. You, know, you suck things up with a suck cannon and shoot them at, uh, at things, or you could shoot them with the, the Rift Ripper and suck them into little black holes. It's... Uh, it's game. It's it's not heavy on the suck, but it's got enough sucking that I'm satisfied with it. Um, hey, fuck you! Oh, oops. why? I, I didn't mean to hit that. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I'm sad. Calling me out like that. I'm satisfied with the amount of suck in this. Hey, fuck you! It needs more <laughs> suck. That. You shouldn't be satisfied. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised there hasn't been a Ration Clank game that makes some kind of reference towards sucking. Like Ration Clank, welcome to the suck. Uh, Welcome it, to the suck. Yeah, it should be a thing. Yeah, it, you know, I'm sure there's some double entendre there that I'm not aware of that we've been avoiding this whole episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, Ratchet and Clank games—they're uh, they're great, man. And I, uh, yeah, it it, it is a—it's uh, too bad. Like I, I really want to play these, and obviously, you know, I've had ample time over the past 18 years or so to play them, and it, it sucks now because I'm just like. Man, I don't want to bust out my PlayStation 3 and pop in my Ratchet & Clank HD collection, but at the same time, kind of do. I don't know if my PlayStation 3 even still works, but like, you know, 
getting ready for the show tonight, I was like, man, it's like way past time for me to have played some of these and had some good times with them. Because, I mean, it's just, you know, shooting shit with silly weapons. That just doesn't get old, baby. <laughs> like, yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, Kind of love it. Kind of love that it's you know gone on to be a series. It feels like the kind of series that would have died in like 2006 or so. But I'm impressed with Ratchet's staying power. I'm glad that it's still a thing. I hope that as it's gone on, the weapons have just gotten sillier and sillier. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I got a lot of catching up to do on this series. Uh, just you know, so much uh, so much fun, silly shit that I've slightly missed out on, and uh, I, I don't want to say ignored, but. You know, it, it it's just like the the strange thing of like buying something for one console and then you know kind of setting it aside and then moving on to another console or two and suddenly you know you've got this game and it's for a console you don't feel like fucking busting out because maybe it's enormous and it came out in two thousand six or so and <laughs> takes up too much space on your current shelf. You know, like uh, you know, for all the shit everybody liked to give the Wii U, it still fits inside my current entertainment center. PlayStation three has nope. no place. It's like the size of a fucking large binder. It's like it doesn't belong in this shelf anymore. Um, you know, th- there's something to be said for making consoles that I don't know. Like you know, Nintendo kind of got it right. Small consoles that are easily added back into a shelf and plugged in, as opposed to giant briefcases <laughs> that contain Sony parts and Xbox things. Oh, it's a, um, it's a know, George kinda, Foreman girl that also plays games. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it just doesn't fit there. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm intrigued to buy that Xbox, the the one that's shaped like a fucking air purifier. Like that one, I can kind of hide, and people won't realize it's yeah, like a, all the like box like things. Like if yeah, you just, wanted to, you could stack things on them. They're useful. Yeah. While the PlayStation looks like a freaking, they're weird. They got they're some a, weird they're shape a bit problems. monstrous. Yeah, like you know, I want to get the fucking you know the new Xbox because. People would be, you know, looking at my entertainment setup and be like, is that a diaper genie you've got sitting in your fucking, uh, you know, thing? Like, or is that the thing where you scoop your cat litter into that and it bags it up real easy for you? No, 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 that's my Xbox. I know, it's just so sleek. You didn't even think that perhaps it would be there. Yeah. As opposed to the PlayStation where, you know, like, what's the... Um, it's not a minimalist, maximalist kind of thing, but like... Why is it that PlayStation can never go for a simple, sleek design? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's what's the design principle that guides Sony to make consoles look fucking stupid <laughs> and huge <laughs> and just you know unwieldy? Because man, they've been abiding by it for a long time. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's my middle. Uh, that's my little rant against uh, having to plug my PlayStation Three back in to play Ratchet and Clank. Would really love to do it. Simply, you know. I need to put on my back brace and go hoist the thing out of my storage room and see if it fucking fits on my entertainment center currently. I don't I don't know that it does. But I like Ratchet the idea that you put on your, on your entertainment center just crushes under the weight of it. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it smushes all my other electronics. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, man. I, uh, man. Fucking, I knew I shouldn't have got that press sand entertainment center <laughs> that came out <laughs> after the PlayStation 3. <laughs> You could use the uh, you could use your PS3 as a, tor- as a tortilla press. <laughs> Next time you make tortillas, most baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, Ratchet and Clank games fun. PlayStation systems ugly. Calculated computer um, go. I gotta reconcile these things. I'd say that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Calculating computer activated. Computers. 
Leaves. George Lucas slamming his dick in the Scoring complete. This game's winner is... David Fleming. Mm-hmm. It sure is, David. Great job on that lightning round. Congratulations on this win that I have presented to you, my liege, by uh, doing a lightning round for some reason that disqualifies me from winning the game. Uh, good game, David. <laughs> you played yourself. Like, great job on that lightning round. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who got something wrong. It's okay. Doesn't matter. Point is, you scored points. It uh, it set you apart from me. You know, you uh, you know, you easily thwarted these other you know dick obsessed weirdos. Hey, but uh, but me, you I'm got not a weird, weird. David. I'm I'm always in that rearview mirror, baby. <laughs> Are we not calling Johnny Weird anymore? Is that a new part of the show? <laughs> no, just I object. You know, you called me a dick obsessed weirdo. I'm not. I'm not weird. <laughs> Get out of here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I may what be was ugly the third thing and hate film, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe dick obsessed and weird. But uh, <laughs> still host of the show. Anyway, David, you get to pick the theme for the next episode. So let's have some dick obsessed weird games. How about it? So Up I was arsenal. thinking. I was thinking about Mega Man X, and I was thinking it would be fun to do a theme that is games where you play as a main character. Like, well, like, you know, in Sonic the Hedgehog, you play as Sonic. Crash Bandicoot, you play as Crash. But, like, in OutRun, you're just some dude in a car. Or, like, Fortnite, you're just an avatar. Like... Games that focus on a centaur character. I hate it. I love it. I hate the wording of that theme. Oh my god, it's so good. I'm all what in, baby. What the fuck, man? So, like, I guess title characters? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, you know, Thank yeah, you, Jesse. That was like, like, that was a... Like, Afterburner, you play as an airplane, right? Like, that's not... Like, oh, I guess that is a title character. I don't know. Well, no, because, like, Afterburner, you're just, like, some dude in a plane. Or, like, any scrolling shooter, you're just, like, some guy in a ship. Like, a title character. I'm gonna play as Johnny Gradius. Yeah. Yeah, that, as far as I know, anything that you get to control is named after the game. But, okay, yeah, so titular characters... David really uh, going with that Ratchet and Clank, uh, you know, theme idea that I had there. Um, I like it. Um, no, you don't. You don't have to lie. It's okay. It's okay, man. It, you know, it, it started to make sense once we talked out a little bit. But yeah, games in which you play as a main character really threw me for a loop. Well, like <laughs> like in Donkey Kong, you don't play Donkey Kong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like so, that's disqualified. I get it. But I would argue that Mario is the main character of Donkey Kong. Nope. <laughs> it's Jumpman. <laughs> <laughs> <You're a> fool. <laughs> um. Yeah. Cool. So titular uh, playable tits, playable titular characters. Uh, so we'll like, come up okay. With a so like, Donkey Kong Country counts, right? Yeah. Not if he plays Diddy. Okay. That's true. <laughs> Who chooses mm. to play as Diddy, though? Me. Yeah. He does He's the cart- faster. He does the cartwheel thing, too. Yeah. Where you can, like, roll off and keep going and then jump midair. Like, it's a don't move. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he has any other advantages over Donkey Kong, because Donkey Kong can kill the larger enemies, but, uh, you know, Diddy's dope. Yeah. Okay, David, I don't want to hear it. 
A lot of times when I start off a game of Donkey Kong Country, I would switch characters immediately and go with Diddy Kong. I don't want to hear, you know, any of your back talk. But we'll save it all for next episode when I bring a game in which you don't play as the titular character just to fuck everything up. Um, I like it. It's a great theme, David. You, uh, you nailed it. You, uh... I feel like you're not yeah. being sincere right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please, you know, David. I, there's nothing to read from this, uh... You know, protracted a uh, you know, introduction at all. I'm just uh, I'm trying to process this amazing theme, <laughs> and you know, just get myself in gear to thank everybody for watching tonight. The more you talk, the worse been. it gets. I know exactly. I just need to you know, like it's better myself. than round. <laughs> I, I need to have my own little like you know, wrap it up sign. Like start doing the the fucking outro. Like. Uh, thank you everybody so much uh, for being here with us. Thanks to everybody watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Thank you to everybody checking out our podcast. <clears throat> we're in your podcast devices on Tuesday mornings. Check out GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get your podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Thank you to everybody checking out Patreon. Patreon.com slash GameThatTune. It's the home for our awesome, awesome exclusives. We've got so many awesome exclusives we've got mixtapes we've got game that tune gems we've got our upcoming movie commentary on the last samurai we've got so much going on at patreon.com slash game that tune and you help us keep the lights on at our 24 7 video game music live stream at radio.gamethattune.com gtt.rocks the home for video game music on the internet where you cannot make a playlist featuring more than 34,000 songs. We learned that this week. But we encourage you guys to show up and try and push that limit. Uh, I want to thank our absurd fans on Patreon. Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, Unsaddled Zebra, Akadar, and The Kerrigan. A fantastic group of patrons that we have at patreon.com slash tune. Jesse took the request this week, and it came from... Sparty Cat from the Discord. Yes, Sparty Cat with the fantastic request. Uh, they made their request via our Discord server. That's the best place to do it. But you can also hit us up, GameThatTune.club, our fantastic social media server. You can hit us up, GameThatTune at gmail.com. Uh, that's the places to make your request. We love interacting with you guys, so find us in Discord at GameThatTuneClub. Don't bother emailing us. Nobody uses email anymore. Um, but, yeah, great show, guys. Fantastic tunes. Fantastic show. And, David, you've got the bonus tunes taking us home, and I want to know what you've got. So, uh, still carrying on with the Mega Man X theme, this is The Warrior Through Time by Repliforce, uh, which is a band that combined, like, four or five different Zero themes into one song. Okay. Sounds great. Love it. Peace out, everybody!
Vampire Survivors is copyright 2021 Luca Galante. Kirby's Dream Land 3 is copyright 1997 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Mega Man X8 is copyright 2004 Capcom Company Limited. Outer Wilds is copyright 2019 Mobius Digital and Annapurna Interactive. Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal is copyright 2004 Insomniac Games and Sony Computer Entertainment. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. Game that tune in the house for episode... Oh, I literally... I'm not kidding. A bug flew in my mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. It was like he got sucked into your mouth. Oh my god, how appropriate. <laughs> wow. Do you have anything to wash it down with? Like... Yeah, I have a beer there. <laughs> Yeah. Our sponsor this evening. Whew. That was so unexpected. <laughs> Would you say uh, that sucked the wind out of you? No. No, no. I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. It's no, a game that too. 